Welcome to Uncouple with Ra and Dot. I'm Dot. And I'm Ra. And we wanted to come to you guys today and talk about um, George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor and all of the young men and women that have lost their lives in the past weeks, months, and years. I'm pissed the fuck off, as most people are. Yes. Because it, it keeps happening. It, exactly. It keeps happening. And, you know, it, it happens so much that there's a part of us that's, like, indignant to it. It's just like, huh, yeah. I mean, even though we don't express that mm. on the outside, there's still a place of trauma inside of us where we kind of just lock this away. Like, if most of us would think about it, we'd be like, well, you know, it wasn't me. Thank God it wasn't me this time. Thank God it wasn't. Until it, it hits your home. You know right. Because... Not, I'm not saying eventually it will be you, but Shit. it's all of us. It's us every time. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Someone in a routine traffic stop, you know, writing a bad check, selling a cigarette. It's not a death sentence, but, you know, in America, being black. It's a death sentence. It's a death sentence. It's a death sentence. And it, and it, and it makes us second-class citizens. Not it. The perception is that... We are second-class citizens. I think what pisses me off the most about this is I have to listen to every single thought that goes through my head and not personalize it for myself. And one of the thoughts that I've been having when one of these murders happen is, well, what was he doing at the time? That is my conditioning from this society. That is my conditioning that excuses for black men and women to get killed in the street because we are the bad guy. I would just like for everybody to take a second and look at the thoughts that they're having when these things happen. I see a lot of black people who are saying, well, we're looting and we're rioting and we're just perpetuating what they think about us. Fuck what they think about us. Exactly. That's the problem. We're sitting there trying to assimilate into a society that has never wanted us to be here. Mm -hmm. Fuck what they think about us. This rebellion, this is not a riot. This rebellion that is happening is because the people are tired. Honestly, would this have happened on a random Tuesday if nothing had happened the day before? Absolutely not. You know, we have to check ourselves when we say things like that. We're perpetuating a stereotype. The stereotypes were built by them. And they're going to imply them and and use them whenever they feel like doing it because they're the ones who made it and they're the ones who don't respect us as people. It's not us. Exactly. And this fuck-ass president who is using his platform to declare all of the people who are fighting for their civil liberties as thugs when a couple of weeks ago he was saying that all these white people who went to government buildings Mm -hmm. with armed rifles were good people. But we know that he's a he's a dog whistler. You know, he's everyone likes to say he's stupid and he's a moron. And you know, I don't say that because he very much knows what he's doing. Absolutely. He knows what he's doing with the dog whistle. He used a you know term from in the nineteen seventies, some Miami police chief used that same term. When the looting starts, the shooting starts. And clearly a racist dog whistle. Right. And you know, he knows what he's doing. He he wants to incite this race war. This race war. You know what I mean? Because what he that how he won the first time was getting Rob, all of mm-hmm. you poor white people to back him up 
And now he's doing that again. Initially, he wanted to get all the poor black people to follow him by putting his name. He delayed the stimulus check Mm -hmm. in order to have his name on it. So black people would be like, oh, I'm going to vote for Trump. Yo, fuck him. He's a master manipulator. Absolutely. And And fuck those police officers. You know what? And at the end of the day. race, Race agents. That's what they are. They're not police officers. They're race agents. What do you mean by that? It's been throughout history. The whole police institution across the nation has started from slave catchers. You know, we know this. And, you know, do we know this? I don't think people know that. The Klan and white supremacy throughout history have been purposely infiltrating the ranks. They purposely send their agents into to become officers, to become judges, to become prosecutors. That's that's what they do. And if they control the law, they can send black people to jail and they could kill them at will. I didn't want to come come on here and uh, start just spewing out white people hatred because that is not the case. One of the beautiful, beautiful, beautiful things that I see happening on social media right now, and granted, it's just social media. We need it to be happening in the streets. Yes. I mean, which it is though, because if you look at the people who are rioting, the, well, the people who are rebelling, the people who are protesting, it's all racist. Rioting is part of it. A riot happens. Burn it down. No, no, no. A riot happens for no just cause. It's violence for no just cause. This is a rebellion. All of this violence that is happening is for a cause. A man was killed in the middle of the street. Yeah, and no charges was brought up. And no charges have been... They They, even allowed the murderer to leave the the state state and go to Florida. Which is unheard of. How is it that a person of interest is able to leave the jurisdiction of where the where the investigation is happening. Not a person of interest. We all seen him. He's a damn murderer. <laughs> we, we everyone saw it. It's not a person of interest. You are the culprit. For everybody else, the law is the same. Yeah. Why is it that there are a few that the law they don't have to follow the law? Because they know that that he's completely in the wrong. And they know if we leave you here, they're going to kill you. They know that. But now we know you're in Florida. And Your address is all over Twitter. Yo, Twitter? Well, first of all, let me get back the Twitter, to... The Twitter Bureau of Investigation <laughs> it's, it's, it's is the greatest organization in the world. You can say that, but they I, I say they're like 75-25. Why? Because 75% of the time they're right, 25% of the time they're a lynch mob. Hey. <laughs> but anyway, the back to the point of what I was saying is that um, one beautiful thing that I have seen on social media is a lot of um, white people and non-black people of color have been utilizing their platforms mm. to speak out about this injustice. A beautiful thing that I've seen is not, it's not just white people saying, oh my God, what happened to George yeah. Floyd is horrible. White people are creating their own conversations amongst themselves about their racism, which yeah. is phenomenal. I, I haven't seen that. But one thing that I have seen that um, was kind of remarkable for me, you mean, you know my um my work environment and people of all walks of life I, are my co-workers. And, you know, usually when incidents like this happen, they're quiet or they, they're either highly on the side of the police. Oh, well, he should have complied. And this is like one of the first times when I have actually seen, like even the most prominent ones of them who are just like, no, it, this is not an issue. It's not, even those guys are like, no, this officer committed murder. Absolutely. And they, But it was like really eye-opening to see them take that matter-of-fact stand on this issue because it, it's blatant. You know what I mean? And they, they didn't bring up any, you know, 
well, what if he was doing it? It, it mattered. It was like, this was wrong. Right. Like, he, knee, he laid on this guy's neck with his knee, with his full body weight, for over seven minutes. And killed him. Yeah. Right. So back to white people having the conversation amongst themselves. There is um, a therapist on Instagram. Her name is Lisa Oliver. Lisa Olivera. Some white woman. Let's get no, her name no, right. Let me see right. what her name is. We're not going to do that. Lisa Oliveira Therapy. Okay. From Instagram, from Oakland, California. Right. Lisa Oliveira Therapy. Yeah. But um, what her latest post, her post, she just posted this uh, yesterday, uh, is journal prompts and conversation starters to explore white privilege and white supremacy. Yeah. And the, some of the questions she poses are, what is your earliest memory about skin color, race, differences, privilege, heredity? How did your parents talk to you or not talk to you about whiteness, privilege, and racism? What narratives did you learn or not learn at all in school about whiteness, privilege, and racism? So, I mean, I don't need to go through all of this, but the fact that white people are even having this conversation on their side, like it's not just about George Floyd. They're asking themselves, how did we lend to allow for something like this to happen? Because we know when Trayvon was happening... When Tamar Rice was happening, when all of these things were happening only a few short years ago, nobody was saying nothing except for black folks and people of color. Yeah. You know, so the fact that they're having these conversations on their side is pretty promising. However, more, um, more needs to be done. More absolutely needs to be done. There needs to be people of all races at these protests. And, you know, Ron and I got into an argument earlier today because. There's a pro- protest that's Sister happening. When I met you, you were so fully engrossed in the hood that you had not experienced microaggressions. You had not experienced being around white people and having to adhere to the stereotype, not having to adhere, but having to push against the stereotypes that they had of us. And so when I met him, Rod deemed me sister soldier because I've been throughout all of those environments. I experienced the microaggressions. I had experienced having to um, code switch. So he didn't understand why I was so angry. And honestly, I feel like you getting on this job and being around these Italians, but the growth is the experience. So you getting on this job and having these experience around different types of people and seeing how they think outside of Brownsville made you brother soldier. No, very much so. Us getting to where we're at now, I think it's imperative for us to bring our children to these protests for them to see what's going on. My daughter walked into me crying um, in my room yesterday. And I had to have the conversation with her. At first, I didn't want to, but she was like, no, I can take it. And I'm like, I know you can. Yeah. You know. And I had to have the conversation about, uh, with her about what happened. She did not understand. She was like, why would somebody kill you because you did nothing? And I had to, as much as I could to a seven-year-old, explain to her that our presence in this society lends to a preconceived notion yeah. that is getting us killed in these streets. And I know at seven, she did not understand that. I know. she, And it's a teaching lesson. And, you know, the, the um, disagreement we had earlier was, it's not that I don't want to teach her these things. I want her to learn what's going on. You know what I'm saying? 
I, I have to. Like, she's she's a little brown girl, you know what I'm saying? You know, my son is a little brown boy who's going to grow up to be a, a black man, you know what I mean? So Black women are getting killed, black too. Women, and black women as well. That's why I, I, I also acknowledged her. But my thing is that I don't want to bring them to the front line because they're children. And, you know, we had a back and forth. But my argument is, like, we've, we've been in places. Like, you've been in more than a side park in Harlem on a barbecue day. I have been at a barbecue. You, I have but been listen to what I'm saying at, a, at a flag day. Okay, before you rebuttal me, let me say this. You, you've been in those places. You sit there, you're talking to your friend, you turn one way, you say something, you turn back, it's a stampede crowd coming at you. You don't know what happens. Absolutely. And, and it, that's what I'm saying. In that moment, it's, it's like a snap of a finger. Right. And then you have to, you know, adjust and get out the way. And I'm like, I don't want our children in that environment because it's not safe. I understand what you're trying to expose them to. And it can be shown to them without them being on the front line. The front line to me is throwing Molotov cocktails. That's the actual front line. No, let's keep it real. This isn't the front line. This is showing them that you can be an agent of change as long as you get from behind your fucking phone and go outside. We can show them that with video. We can and show it, we showing what, them that other people are doing it, not us. No, you can. We can do it. We need to take them. No, we can take them to my house and let my sister watch them. And then we can go and then we can record it if that's what you would like to do. I want. I I would do that and leave Zozo and take Dylan. I don't want my seven-year-old daughter down there. She needs to be out there. She needs to see that. She can see it. That's, it's not even the, just a see. Argument. It's a feel, too. It is a feel. It, it is. is a thing to be in a crowd of people who have the same ideals and beliefs. Yo, those people who were down there um, with the mask on and the, and the guns and shit, they had their kids out there, too. They had little Billy Bob Ray with them. They was out there. Little Billy Bob Ray, who's been training with guns since he was six years old. Okay, so then we need to train our train our panther our our panther kid. Did we discuss that? We had that discussion. We said when she she can't go to the range since she's eight. Right, and she will. She's going to the range next year. But my thing is this: that is a hot pot, and and it's we don't know. Yo, yesterday there was yes. Hold on a second. Yesterday there was sixty people outside. Not sixty people. I think it was like a hundred and something people outside of one police plaza to talk about NYPD suck my dick. Yes. Nobody got arrested. There was no stampede. There was nothing happening. You're talking about a situation that okay, it didn't happen. But I'm talking about the tension there in the vacuum. This is a great idea. We could control all the variables. It is a great idea. Sometimes variables this, don't need to be controlled. And with, even if with our kids, I think it needs to be. Even if something popped off, because you're worried about something popped off, yes, popping off. Yes. I'm not worried about something popping off. I'm not worried about for me and you. I'm worried about for the kids. I'm not worried about that because sometimes they have to see that. No, sometimes that. when you shelter children, I'm not saying let's go ahead and purposely throw them in the midst of a rebellion. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is they should see the beginning of the rebellion. Can and they can see that and that's what I'm saying. We can show them that. It is a teachable moment. It is but a they moment need that to be there. it is a moment that we must teach. They need to feel that energy. It's they not can't. just sitting behind cuz all the thing they is can't. you're going to show them on the phone. Oh, look, they protesting on the phone. She's going to be like, "Okay, cool. Can ex- you put YouTube on?" No, we're going to No, it's no put YouTube on. We're going to have talking on. We're going to record. We're going to explain what's happening step by step. We're going to let them know why it's happening step by step. And it's the it's the same teachable moment. 
I'm not. I don't believe that we should put them in a hot pot. You, wait, you wait are calling it a hot pot because it is a hot pot. If you drive through New York City right now, which I just did to come here, they have you can't drive down blocks with precincts on them. They have a radius around almost every precinct in New York City. It's traffic. You can't drive past precincts because it's they. The tension is there. There is a level of tension there enough where they will say, "Okay, we don't want cars passing by these precincts." They don't want people passing by those precincts. Nothing may happen. Nothing may happen. But what I'm saying is the tension levels are way too high. You have people like me and you who are angry that you're going to get them together. You're going to protest. You're going to chant. You're going to make the strong justice of we want justice. And it's on both sides. The police are going to have tension too. It, it, that's why I say it's a, a hot pot. You know what I'm saying? And it, it can explode in any minute. Something different. You want to take them to a protest? Something like a Million Man March? That is something that I would love to take the kids to. Because that is something that's an organized event. It's organized for months. It, it's not stemming from highly elevated emotions. You know what I mean? It's a march. Of course, it, the, the issues are pretty much the same. But it's a more controlled. That's what I'm saying. That's a controlled environment. They have months of planning. I hear you. You know what I'm saying? This is not a situation. This happened, what, two days? Yesterday was it, was this planned? What? Or did everyone just say, we're just going to go there today? Oh, no. This is planned. In how long, though? A day? Two days. All right. That's, that's a different setting. That's an emotion-based gathering. I hear that. I also think that sheltering them from what's happening. Dylan is smart. She puts two and two together. We shouldn't be wasting her cognitive ability behind a screen she should see that people are angry like i told you she walked in on me crying Mm. and then she saw me on my phone later and she said well if it makes you sad why are you still looking at it and i said you're right she's and she's smart and she's very logical at that point if she was a teenager i would might consider it you know what i'm saying she's a 66 pound seven-year-old girl if she's standing in a crowd and someone just just like that a 200 pound man turns around just bolts Knocks her over, steps on her back. Why would they? That people get trampled that easy, Didi. See, because you're thinking about, but and to me, I'm like, all right, if we're in a crowd like that, we're both holding a child. To me, I don't see her on the ground. How is she on the ground and taking in everything? We're holding these kids. That's the precaution I'm taking. We're constantly holding them. Someone Put them down a little bit. And knocks you down with the kid. You better avenge my I, death, I nigga. I have to, but you're not listening. <laughs> you listen to what you're saying. You know what I'm I saying? I hear you. I hear, I, hear, I hear what you're saying. Yes. But I also think that you're allowing fear to dictate change. I'm, I'm not allowing fear to dictate change because I'm not trying to stop them from learning. That's what you're saying. You're saying, like, no, I don't want them around it. No. I, I want them I'm to see. I'm not saying that. I want them to see. That's what you're saying about me. Oh, oh, oh. And I'm saying, I want them to see this. I want her to have this experience. But I want her to have it where she is safe. I just don't want... I, I can't put them in harm's way. You know what I'm saying? I don't... And I don't think this is putting them in harm's way. I have been a child in a chaotic experience. I have been a, a nine-year-old boy getting separated from their mother when all hell is breaking out around me. And I don't know where my mother is. And she's looking for me and I'm looking for her. And a fucking lady that I don't know has to grab me by a garbage can and throw a jacket over my head. Because it's fighting, stabbing, everything going on around me, and I don't know where my mother is. I've been that scared child. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it happened like that. I was standing by a ride waiting for one of my cousins to come off in Coney Island. You heard a little quick commotion and yell. 
You turned around, it was screaming and everything. Two seconds later, gunshots. Right. And just like that. And my mother was waiting over there to get my cousin off the ride. Gunshots, scared. Everyone starts running. I dart. Because I'm, I'm I don't know. It's fight or flight. I don't, I'm, I'm running. I'm a nine-year-old kid. You know what I'm saying? Again, it, our childhoods are different. Because at nine, your thought was to run. And when something like that happened to me in my childhood, it's to go to my mom. And, but, and I'm not... We're different people, but it's also because we've both been through trauma separately in different ways. Yeah. Like my, maybe because I went through it earlier than you at that time that it happened, yeah. I already knew that I need to go to my mom. And maybe at nine for you, since this was your first experience, you just like, like you said, fight or flight. So again, our experiences are different. So we would handle these things different. So that's why this doesn't seem like a threat to me. You know, like, I would not put my children in harm's way at all. The anxiety that surrounds those kids, I would never do that. So I have no fear taking them to this. I don't see this as a volatile situation. Yes, you're right. It is based off emotion. But I think that... I don't think it's volatile. I don't think it's volatile. And And again, I don't think that you should allow your fear to dictate what the kids are learning. Like, at the end of the day, we don't have to go back and forth on this. The general consensus is is that you don't want them going, and I want them going. To avoid having any further discourse, they're not going to go, but there does need to... We need to collectively sit down and have a conversation with them. Well, a conversation with Dylan about what's happening. Yes. Because... I'm a thousand percent all for that. I'm not in no way trying to shy away from that. I'm not trying to keep on what she doesn't need to know. But I'm not saying any of that. I feel like this is very passive, and I'd rather more have an aggressive approach to it. And an aggressive approach is talking to them and having them be in that crowd and be like, yeah, we're angry about it, but so are all of these people. And all of these people are working to fight change. Phone cameras or eyes? Their eyes and their ears. And they can they can hear, they can see... They can do all of that and learn the same principles that you that you're trying to teach, which I agree with but for the last a, time. I agree with what you're trying to say. But again, doing things on your phone is a millennial way of thinking. Like there is a disconnect when we do things on the phone. We are disconnecting from humanity. We are disconnecting from feeling other people's energy and and having a collective like sigh of relief or having a a collective like angry fist or a collective healing cry. Like we are dis we are distancing ourselves from that when we're doing things on the phone. And we need to te- be teaching these children the mistakes that we weren't taught we weren't taught to acknowledge our feelings we weren't taught to acknowledge that gut instinct like we're trying to teach them that. how are we going to teach them that if we don't put them so let's go in the environment that's what i said yeah let's we take can, them let's no we're that's not the, taking you see what them. i'm saying that's what i'm saying and we can go that's the same effect oh my mommy used to go to protest i want to be like my mommy so when she has something when her generation has something to fight for she will pull from an example my mommy went down there. My daddy went down there. I know I can't stand still because this is something that I care about. This is something that's happening in my time period now. So I have to be like my parents and go down there to this protest. It's the same, it's the same effort without her being as a 66-pound child in an environment that can pop and overflow in seconds. You are scared of that. I'm not scared of that. I think we, I think we, we should be. 
as parents because it's a possibility. It's a possibility, I'm but I'm also very, very confident in That's who ego. I am. And it, it's not That's an ego. ego. It's not an ego thing. I am very confident that if something pop up, I'm getting my child out of there. I'm hyper vigilant about getting I'm, my child I'm out of very, there. I believe you. I believe you. But it's still ego to think that just because you're very confident that something still can't happen. That's ego. That's what I'm saying. Dylan, That's ego-based. Give me my water right there. Right there in the chair. Don't, don't put your little nasty mouth on my water. Thank don't, you. Don't, don't talk like that. It's water in there. I'm thirsty ass. That's all right. But yeah, so that's what we were arguing about today. But anyway, um, did you see the Jacob Peterson? <clears throat> I don't know if it's Peterson or Pe- Henderson. Um, hashtag on Twitter where they found an agent provocateur. In the crowd. Yeah, in the and crowd and inciting. Inciting a riot. Inciting the riot, yeah. setting fires and shit, breaking out windows. Exactly. Yo. And, at, at, at a proposed and then at, and then at an initial wait, proposed. Wait, let's start over. What? It And he did this at an initial proposed peaceful gathering. At an initially. Initial not and then and, and, and initially. And, and, and how could you go? How could you add a lead to the end? Initially is a word. At an initially planned, that does sound better. Yeah, it's okay. Let me say how. Let me how I said it at first. At an initially peaceful protest. And I said at an initial peaceful protest. At an initial proposed. Yo, you on your point. See, I, I, I almost <laughs> almost caught you though. I almost, no, almost, no, you threw, almost threw you off. No, you didn't. I almost got you. I heard. I was like, "What are you oh, saying?" Yeah, right I, I'm making sure you, you, had, you had me worried. You had, of, you oh, had stop. me worried. I, thought, I was like, "She don't know the fuck she went off the wall right now." So you you caught it. That's good. That's really good. You know, you, oh you good. God. You almost failed that test. Shut up. But <laughs> at an initially peaceful protest, you know that happened. You know what I'm saying? Like it was initially planned to be peaceful, and then it sparked and blew out of control, and they burning the whole. Minneapolis down, and that's what's up. My man, I should have said that's what's up. That's what's up. No, that's kind of what's up though, because one of the reasons why, like, burn it down to the fucking ground, is there needs to be a disruption in the status fucking quo. There needs to be a disruption. Chaos is an agent of change. Absolutely, there needs to be a disruption, and all the places that they're burning down are corporations that have come. Into those communities, they are not community Paying based. Low wages, yeah, they're not. They're not part of our community. And another thing that John niggas ain't even talking about is how the community has gone back into these areas and started their own initial cleanup without the city inciting them exactly. to do so. Exactly. But that's besides. And the another thing, to all you crackers, I shouldn't say that. Nah, fuck these crackers, crackers. All right, to all you crack, I shouldn't say that. Shouldn't no, say no, crackers. they're crackers. Say crackers. If you if, are, if you are still a part of the problem, if you are hashtagging all lives matter, yeah. if you are taking pictures with you and your boy, and you got your neck, your your knee on your boy's neck, and you're, you're smiling, you a cracker ass cracker. Cracker, ass cracker. Right, so to those cracker ass crackers out there who's saying, oh, how are you gonna burn stuff down? Y'all been burning shit down for a long fucking Y'all time. Been burning Y'all burning shit down churches for down. Y'all burn churches down with little girls in them. Y'all have Greenwood. Y'all burnt the whole black town down, killed hundreds of black people. Rosewood. So cut it out with the, oh, but how is 
property value laws. The Boston Tea Party got fucking tore that ship up and destroyed millions of dollars of fucking products. So let's shut talk up. about more recent shit where spirited, spirited sports goers overturned a police car because their team didn't win. Not notorious for that shit. Get y'all, the y'all fuck out of here. You college towns when y'all win and do when y'all get drunk, y'all notorious for that shit. Yo, and this is the the this is the definition of a catch fucking twenty two. Y'all out there burning shit because your sports team didn't win. Mm. Young drunk white men yep. out here burning shit over sports. Wait, wait. We out there burning shit because y'all killing our brothers and our husbands and our sons and our sisters and and, and, and our sisters and we're fucking we're we're thugs the fuck out of here and and that's the bullshit you know what i'm saying so let that shit burn y'all miss me with all that it wouldn't be like this you know if things were different the things that we've been asking for for years for the justice just the justice you know what i'm saying like just the fact that okay something happens like this calling on camera and a due process happened. That's what this is all about. It's not even. It's it's no due process. You know, I ever forgot that video with the cop, with the female cop, when on the highway, I guess, with the black guy, and she shot him through the car window after he was following her orders. They walked him to the car. He sat in the car, had his hands up, and she shot him through the window. Yo, she's a sheriff, like twenty miles away from that precinct. They let her go. She wasn't charged, and she's back in law enforcement in another town. Yo, I absolutely crazy. Another thing, there is a um, there's an Instagram account called the Melanated Shade Room, and she is overwrought with people who have lost um, family members due to police shootings. Yeah. So she's been posting as many as she possibly can. The one that fucked me up is a paraplegic. He was a paraplegic mm. and they shot him. Um, there was a total of 86 shells outside mm. of the car. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, it's just, this this whole shit is getting out of hand. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's totally uncalled for. You know what I mean? And, that's, and all we want is a, a, it's, a fair What's uncalled process. for though? I think everything that's happening right now. Is, oh, everything is that's, that's happening is uncalled. I'm talking about their reactions to us wanting justice. Mm. You know what I'm saying? How we react? I, I'm I'm all for it. You know what I mean? You get I get I see on Twitter. I go in these threads and like you see the white people saying, "Well, more white people are killed than black people every year by the police," and I'm like, "You dumbass! I have almost half the population in the country. Of course, your numbers are higher, but if you do it by ratio based." Based on our percentage of population, we're three times more likely to be killed by cops than you are. Right. You know? We also have to understand that us going into these threads and looking for the white people that be on some bullshit, um, us reading this continuously on social media is a form of a trauma cycle. It is the because we've gone through this so many times. Our bodies start to get used to the endorphins yeah. that this type of um, trauma uh, lets off. So I, I even caught myself doing it, you know, just staying mad, wanting to stay mad, wanting to stay mad, and using it under the guise of I want to be informed. Like there's not much more information that we can take in right now. Yeah. Like the next thing that we need to hear is that. These officers have been charged, yes, and um, and brought back from Florida, exactly, Fucking. or killed, whatever. <laughs> At this point, hey, 
is what it is because we fucked up on Zimmerman. We need to make up for that. Well, but we anyway. need to get that one back too. That's a point we need to score. But anyway, yeah, so this is a trauma cycle. So when you find yourself going into the comments and wanting to argue with people online and wanting to educate people on what the black experience is, like, later for that noise. Black people right now, what oh, yeah, we need no to education. be... Yeah, fuck that shit. Fuck what them. we need to be doing right now is self-care. We need to be with our families. We need to be figuring out what we can do mm. on our end, how we can build our own economies so that we can not necessarily segregate but not integrate... Like, those are the things we need to be doing on our end. In terms of racism and um, figuring out anti-blackness, that's the white folks' job. Yeah. It's not our job to be and telling them. We don't them. care what they got to say. What they... And another thing, before we also get out of here, I want to talk to, you know, all my bloods, all my crips. Yo, now's the time. Y'all, y'all know which I was created for. You know what I'm saying? Do your homework on which I was created for. Because it's about time that we need y'all. You know what I mean? That's what Nip was trying to do when he was here. You understand? So it, it's about time that y'all do your homework. Y'all put down the pettiness over blocks. And, you know, y'all know drug money is lucrative. I know those beefs are valid in your lives. But it's time to look back at who you are and what you were born from. And it's time to get back to that. Exactly. Protect your neighborhoods. Protect your communities. Because it's about to get real out here. And honestly, I don't want to... Um, I don't want to sit there and be like, oh, the race war about to happen. Let's not even participate in that. Let's just make sure that our communities are protected, our people are protected, and that we are loving on ourselves so that we could get to a place where we have our own little Africas. You know what I mean? Like our own Korean towns, our own Chinatowns. Which we did before, and y'all burned fucking down. But it's all right. Why can't you pull yourself up from your bootstrap? Why can't y'all get there? Because y'all fuck every time we do, Y'all fucking burn it to the ground. Okay. Barbaric I, ass. I, I, oh, All right. Oh, oh okay. okay. We go. Oh, yeah. So Ra's angry. And, um. <laughs> sorry. I apologize. I mean. The only change is going to come from chaos. I'm sorry. Anarchy is the only reset button in a, a systematic oppression situation. Mm. They're not going to let their foots off our neck. We got to get up and make them get their foots off our neck. I heard that. And that's, and that's just the bottom line. And all this energy that we have is valid. And it, it's necessary, and until something is done about it, it it, it should, and I, I hope it continues. Right. And fuck Trump, too. Fuck that nigga. But yeah, you know, we just wanted to get on here and talk about that because it's something prevalent that's happening right now, and, you know, our kids are being affected by it, we're being affected by it, and we're sure that you guys are as well. Kudos to me and Dot for not going at each other's necks and really having a full-fledged fight with you know, our emotions were high, our... You know, but um, that shows our growth. High five. You know, you didn't go 145th on me. Shut the hell up. Anyway, so. See what I'm saying? I, I mean, that was a moment. Thank you. That was a fucking moment. And you, this whole five. podcast is a moment. I don't have to give you a high five right now. Um, Thank I you for joining stand. us really on this episode of Uncoupled in memory of George Floyd and all of the young black men and women who have lost their lives. Yeah. If you see me in the news, make sure you bail me out. Yeah, send some money because I don't really got too much money to bail her out. Cause thanks. Yeah, she be mine. So send some money, but she's gonna go down there later, and um, you know, teach our kids. Y'all be safe out there. Keep fighting the good fight. Where? And that's it. All right, y'all. All right.